It's Tuesday, August 25th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Uh, Hoynesy, we're going to re-rack and uh, just replay one of our earlier podcasts from this season where we talked about how the Indians got really good starting pitching and then the offense couldn't come up with a, a big hit because last night that's exactly the formula the Indians stuck to. Uh, losing to the Twins 3-2. Uh, again, they, they had their opportunities. They had opportunities in every inning. The leadoff man was on uh, in, in almost every inning. Uh, they just couldn't seem to come up with that big hit, that big run-producing at-bat that that got them over the hump against the Twins. Yeah, Joe. Uh, t- they out-hit the Twins 12-8, um, leave 11, 11 runners on base, go one for nine with runners in scoring position after going one for 10 on Sunday against the uh, Tigers. Um, it, they, you know, they get out here 12 to eight. I mean, they, they out hit the twins 12 to eight. The twins hit two home runs and that's it. They win. All right. And that's all the offense. And, that, and that's sort of sticking to the twins formula is just bully you and bash you and, and knock you out of the park. Aaron Savali pitched well. Aaron Savali pitched well enough to earn a win in that game. He only gave up three runs. Uh, he, he looked good. I, you know, his, his first inning strikeout against Nelson Cruz, I thought was, uh, one of his, his best at bats of the year that, uh, against a, a hitter that he faced. Uh, I just, I wonder how long it's going to be before the frustration starts building over into the, the starting rotation when these guys, uh, you know, don't get the run support. Savali hasn't gotten the run support at all this year. Uh, even that, um, some guys like Carlos Carrasco have gotten, but, to this point, uh, they, they haven't gotten angry. They haven't gotten frustrated. They haven't had it affect their performance. But, you know, it, it's, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, Savali has faced the Twins twice. Carbon copy starts, both quality starts. He gives up three earned runs, and each start goes six innings, strikes out uh, 17 guys total, and he's, got, he's 0 for 2 because the Indians can't score. They lose 3-1 to 1 in Minneapolis, and uh, – Three to two last night, and uh, that's got to be frustrating. But you know, I think uh, those those starters have pretty good. They're they're tough mentally. They know they can't control it. They control what they can't control. It's an old cliche, but I think that's what pitchers live by. And like Bob Feller said, it's not how you pitch; it's when you pitch. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, let's try to let's try to pull some positives out of that that game last night. Uh, James Karinchak. Uh, through 11 pitches last night. Uh, James Karinchak went through the, the eighth inning like there, were, there weren't even twins in the batter's box. I, I mean, he was throwing curveballs that, that were just amazing to, to look at. Uh, this kid is, is something special. Yeah, he strikes out Nelson Cruz like Nelson Cruz is some, a regular 40-year-old man trying to play <laughs> big league baseball. Then he, then he gets Miguel Sano. He does the same thing to Sano. He makes him just look helpless at the plate. He, I mean, this guy is leading the major leagues as a reliever in strikeouts. They've got uh, Shane Bieber, who's leading the big leagues as a starter in strikeouts, and they can't hit. <laughs> right. It, 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 is, it is really, really frustrating. And, and, you know, I think another positive to come out of that, Joe, was, uh, you know, uh, Cesar Hernandez. You know, second straight game with a leadoff home run. Then he comes back with a double in the third with one out, but no one's doing anything behind him. Right, and and that that really it when Cesar Hernandez is having success at the top of the lineup, it only amplifies 
the the frustration or the lack of success that uh, Jose Ramirez and Frankie Lindor are having behind him, uh, because we we've seen just the way that the way that the top of this order was supposed to work out was you know Cesar Hernandez was a, a good on base percentage guy. He was supposed to be on base. He's getting on base. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. The guys behind him aren't coming through and and I guess being their normal selves uh, is is. Jose Ramirez is, is is not the same right now, and and Francisco Lindor is definitely not the same. Yeah, uh, you know, Sandy Alomar told us the other day that uh, Ramirez has a bruised left thumb. I don't know if that's that's hurting his swing, but he's swinging awfully early in the count. He's he's pop, popping everything up or grounding out. And Lindor, you know, Lindor had a couple hits last night, but they're all singles, and uh, we haven't seen him drive the ball. He's got two home runs in August, and. Uh, this is a guy that, you know, has hit 40 home runs the last – 40 or more home runs the last three years. And, you know, you've got one month left here. Right. I, I, I mean, I don't know if he can get going or not. And maybe, maybe it's the fact that you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. It's a short season. You know you've gotten off to a slow start. It's snowballed on you. And now you're looking at, what, five weeks left in the season? And can you get your swing going? Yeah, Francisco Lindor seems to have mastered the art of the two-out bases empty in the the middle innings uh, base hit that that really makes your stat line look good, but uh, you know doesn't doesn't really help the team all that much if you're on base with two outs and, and no chance to to um, you know get across the plate. Yeah, uh, the one positive I saw from Lindor last night is he's being a little more patient at the plate, Joe. It looks like he's working to count. You know, he's not afraid to get deep in the count. He's, you know, he's had a lot of three-two counts. So maybe that's maybe that's the sign that he's he's about to turn the corner here. Well, that's the hope on 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 offense as well. Uh, yeah. So as far as positives go, those those are a couple offensively, uh, pitching-wise. Things are still, you know, as they've been all season. Uh, what what do you think of the decisions and the the moves that Sandy Alomar has made? Uh, in game, as far as the as being the acting manager here, uh, he, I think we've reached the point where he's managed as many or more games than than Tito uh, to this point in the season, with Tito missing as many games as he has due to his uh, procedures at the clinic. Yeah, that's a great point. I guess you can, you know, you can you you can say that we're we're getting used to Sandy uh, managing because now you're starting to second guess him before mm -hmm. he had that grace period. There you and go. You know, I'm sitting there thinking in the eighth inning uh, when Naquin uh, has the leadoff double, uh, you're down 3-2, right? Or 3-2. Three, three, uh, yeah, 3-2. Three, yeah, 3-2. Two. Two. And, uh, you know, you've got the bottom of the lineup coming up, and he, he doesn't bunt. He doesn't bunt uh, to, to get to get a Naquin over to try to get the tying run home. Luplo against a right-hander, you'd probably think bunt, bunting would be a, an option there. Yeah, you got a bunt, and then uh, Perez lines out to left field, and uh, Allen strikes out, and you know there goes your chance to tie the ball game. I mean, I mean, well, he said, you know, these guys, uh, you know, it wasn't ex exactly an explanation, but he said uh, basically, you know, guys' swings in this era of baseball aren't aren't geared toward uh, you know bunting bunting guys over and hitting behind runners. He said, uh, you know, I'm trying to put these guys in position to drive the baseball. And, uh, you know, they, all three of those guys had a chance to drive in the run, and they didn't get it done. But, you know, you know, 
I had somebody uh, text me today that they said, why didn't they, uh, you know, pinch hit uh, Delino DeShields for a loop low maybe and have him bunt. But we didn't know if Delino was really ready to play. I think they right. wanted to give him an extra day to make sure his left hip was ready. Um, but still, uh, somebody's got to be able to bunt at the bottom of the lineup, don't they? Right, yeah. Delino can definitely bunt. But like you said, if they had to run him out there then defensively in the, uh, the ninth and maybe play extended innings after that, he might not have been ready for it, and, and who knows. So, so yeah, I, I guess it, we're not – he's still under that grace period because he's still the acting manager. Yeah. But, but he's definitely learning on the job, and this, is, this can only be, you know, positive for, for him uh, moving forward. Sandy's going to face these situations again. So, uh, you know, hopefully it helps the Indians, if not this year, somewhere down the line. Yeah, and, and Luplo did hit the ball hard. He kind of hit it deep into the hole. Polanco made it made a nice play at shortstop, uh, but still, that's that hurts. I mean, because you know there it, the game is sitting on a tee for you right there, and and you don't get it done. And but that was the you know that was the uh, theme of the night, uh, right? You know, one for nine with runners in scoring position. That's not the only chance they had in the ball game. What did you make of the dust up between the Indians uh, dugout and Sergio Romo uh, after the end of that inning? Uh, Romo gives up the leadoff double to Naquin. Naquin's on second base, and Romo had backed up third uh, in case of a throw. He was over by the Indians' dugout. Apparently, Lindor had said something to Naquin on the field that Romo took exception to. And then at the inning, as the inning ended, Romo made a gesture towards the Indians' dugout, and there was a, a little bit of chirping. He, he was uh, sort of yelled at by the home plate umpire. Uh, the, these are these are the kinds of things that can spill over into uh, the next game or the next series, and and somebody gets a a ball thrown behind them or or gets buzzed about something. Yeah, you know, I to be honest with you, Joe, I had my head down and I was writing. I, I missed it, but uh, if it's if it sparks the Indians, so be it. They can use a spark. I mean, yeah. they're one and four against the Twins. Uh, maybe they need something to get to get you know upset about or or frustrated about to, to get to get them to a you know a point where you know they start playing baseball they start playing winning baseball well and you mentioned one and four against the twins they they won that first start uh, against the twins when Shane Bieber opened the series in Minnesota earlier this season uh, Shane Bieber again on the mound tonight uh, against Minnesota uh, facing Rich Hill uh, the, the Minnesota starter it, it's it, it looks like you know, this is an opportunity for Bieber to, to come in here and sort of uh, right the ship and save things and, and steer them in the right direction. What do you think uh, the Indians need to do tonight in order to, to back Bieber up? Yeah, well, this is, you know, this is, he's a stopper, right? So they've lost two in a row. Uh, go out and stop him and, uh, you know, uh, replicate your, uh, the last time he faced the, uh, the Twins, eight scoreless, 13 innings. I mean, 13 strikeouts in a 2 nothing win. I mean, you don't have to be that good. But I think, you know, it, we've seen Bieber, you know, do that before. Uh, they could really use that. And it would be nice if they scored more than three runs. This team, what, 15 games? Uh, 15 out of 29 games, they've scored three or fewer runs. You know, you're not going to win like that unless, you know, you have Bieber pitching every night. That's, there, you, there you go. Hey, Trevor Bauer would like to, to pitch every night. and. If you had Shane Bieber uh, throwing every every other day, that would probably be a, a lot better. Um, 
Offensively, yeah, a, a big early inning scoring three or more runs would, would really go a long way, uh, not just for Bieber, but for the confidence of the team, I think, in, in a lot of ways. That brings us to Wednesday night and what the Indians are going to do uh, as far as their starting pitching on Wednesday. Adam Plutko is an option. Uh, there are two other guys uh, waiting in the wings down in uh, the alternate site in Mike Clevenger and Zach Plesak, who could be ready. Uh, what do you think the decision boils down to for the Indians at this point? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I would think, you know, Sandy Alomar was saying uh, on Monday that they should have a decision today. I would think, you know, they would, one of those guys, either Beaver or Polisak is going to make that start, um, especially if they lose tonight, if they're, you know, what, but I think they'll make the decision regardless of the outcome of tonight, that that decision is going to be made today. It might be already have been made. Right. And they just haven't announced it. But you've got you've got Plesak, you've got Clevenger. You uh, you know Clevenger Clevenger hasn't pitched what since maybe August sixth, I don't think. Okay. Uh, Beaver uh, Plesak hasn't pitched since August eighth, the date of infamy that'll live in this season that that started this whole mess. And uh, you, you've also got what they've got Scott Moss down there. Uh, so uh, you've got uh, Sam Henkes, but I think those guys those guys aren't aren't really legitimate. Uh, and and you'd so. have to make a uh, you have to make a move to get. <clears throat> well, wait, Henkes and Moss are both on the forty. Yeah, man. they're on so. the forty man. So I, I I think those guys are just kind of there to to cloud the picture. I think it's either going to be Plesek or Plesek or, or Clevenger. You know, Plutko has 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 done, had three starts. He struggled a little bit, or maybe you give Plutko one one more shot. But I think this is. You're reaching cr critical mass here, and uh, you know it's a 60-game sprint. Uh, they need to win a game. They need they need to win a game. They need to do you know. Hopefully, they can put whatever the uh, transgressions of a uh, Plesac and Clevenger behind them. Uh, they you know they the the rest of the players you know kind of I don't know what 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 do they got to do? They got to go into the sweat lodge together and <laughs> and, and uh, make you know see the white buffalo and uh, come out of there together as a team. Singing kumbaya, or or let's let's uh, let's get this going and let's try to win a game. Yeah, a vision quest or some something like that. Wander in yeah. the desert together. Uh, ha uh, cards on the table. Uh, gun to your head right now. Who's the starter on Wednesday? Who do you think they pick? I'm going with Clevenger. Okay, I think they I think they throw Plucko out there for one more start. I think he's the decision. Uh, they they throw. They say this is it. Here's your chance. Stick with the team or not, and and that'll be it. Yeah, I could um, see that. I, you know, I could really see that. And I could see Adam pitching well too. Yeah, that, you know, that he, could happen he, as well. You know, I think he would. I think he, you know, he's. We've seen him rise to the occasion before. All last year, he had a great year. He was consistent. He seems to, you know, run into that one bad inning. The last time out, he what? He went through the lineup like three straight innings. He first time to the lineup, he was, he was dynamite, and then uh, kind of stubbed his toe in the fourth inning. Right. Uh, that brings us to the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Uh, coming up on Monday is is the, the, the last day you, you sort of can, can make moves. And, again, with all the complications this year because of the short season, because of the alternate site setup and, and the, the limited um, uh, ability of teams to scout players, uh, do you think that this trade deadline is going to come down to uh, teams that, that need something going out there and being willing to, to give up pieces uh, that are long-term pieces, uh, prospects or, or, or players that, um, that 
that Phil needs for players right, uh, teams right now? You know, that's a great question, Joe. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, you know my, my, everything in me says no, you know, that they won't do this. But, you know, we've seen Antonetti and Chernoff. You know, those guys, they look like, uh, you know, like uh, Ivy League students, but they're gamblers at heart. You know, they, they are they're kind of cold-blooded at this time of the year. You've seen them make big moves at the deadline. You know, uh, Andrew Miller, uh, we've seen him uh, go last year with Trevor Bauer, three-team deal. Um, you know, and I think they are committed to trying to get at least get to the postseason this year. And, and this is a this is an offense that needs some help. But I, I don't know how much how big how big a deal can you make? Obviously, they they need one more than one one hitter here. Right. They they need to uh, a, a move that sort of remakes the roster like they did last year with the Trevor Bauer trade that that brought in Framil Reyes and Yasiel Puig and gave them pieces for the future as, as well. It, it with Logan Allen and, and Scott Moss. I I I I see Mike Clevenger as their biggest trade piece right now. I, I really do. I, I think that they could. They could move him to a team that's desperate. And there are teams that are desperate for starting pitching. Uh, you know, there's – the Yankees are, are the first team that jumps out. They, they need starting pitching, and they have depth, and, and they have players that the Indians are familiar with and could, could use. Uh, I, I don't know. Do you, can you see Miguel, uh, you know, Andahar or, or Clint Frazier or, or something like that being included in a package for Mike Frazier – or for Mike Clevenger? It could happen, uh, but you know, the, the, and the and the thing in the back of my mind is, okay, you make that trade, and and the season gets banged. You know, the season mm-hmm. stops in mid September, and and you know because of the virus outbreak, and I, there's just so many unknowns about this thing. Um, but it could happen. But do you give up two con- two years of control, at least two years of control with Clevenger? Uh, you know, Frazier has had his injury problems, so has Anduhar. Um, and where do you play Andujar? You know, right. I, I mean, I know he's been, he's been trying to play a little outfield, but you you don't want to you, you can't put him out there now. Yeah, you're going to break up your infield. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it, you know, you've lived and died with that infield, so I, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, it, it's you know, I I think it's it's something to consider, but I think you know, you heard Antonetti talk about a couple of weeks ago about the deadline. Mm-hmm. Lots of risk, lots of unknowns. But in the back of my mind, I keep saying they're going to do something. Uh, throw a name out there, J.D. Martinez, uh, a guy that is sort of withering on the vine out there in Boston. Uh, could he be an option, uh, you know, in a deal for Mike Clevenger, J.D. Martinez, uh, and Cash, because you would definitely need the and Cash to, to, uh, to accommodate his contract. But if, if you did something like that, you could force Framil Reyes into the outfield and put Martinez as, uh, as your D.H., yeah, and uh, you know they they were interested in Martinez when uh, when Detroit traded him. I believe Detroit traded him a couple of years ago. They were in, they were in on that deal. Uh, right. They didn't they didn't get it done. But uh, you know that's a guy that that could obviously help. Uh, but again, where do you play him? You know that, that's where does he fit? Well, he doesn't play in the outfield, so you, yeah. you definitely have to put him at DH, and, and you'd and have he, to move Framil Reyes to to the outfield. Yeah, and can you live with Reyes every day as your everyday right fielder or left fielder? Well, originally this season you wanted to do that. You wanted Framil Reyes to play a little more if you were Terry Francona. Uh, that that sort of got scuttled because of the 
the the quick return and his yeah. his situation early in uh, in summer camp uh, with the 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 COVID uh, sort of holdout and the um, the the little tweak of the knee, but yeah, yeah he's a he's he's got he's got the ability to play out there. It's just you know, are you willing to sacrifice the the um, the defense? Yeah, drive in two and then let in one. I guess you can live with that, <laughs> but but uh, you know, I I just get the impression, and I've got the impression since day one. Uh, that Francona does would rather not play him in the outfield, but that's that's just me. All right, Hoinsey, uh again, Shane Bieber tonight. So hey, uh, go to the ballpark with a smile tonight because you get to watch Shane Bieber pitch. Uh, it, it should be another fun night uh, there at the park, hopefully. <laughs> uh, for the he's Indian. been a treat, Joe. He's been he's been fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. All right, we'll check in again tomorrow on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. <laughs>